Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Having escaped the castle and stumbled upon a mysterious Reginald Tingler, our heroes needed to learn more. Reginald revealed he was from an alternate Faerun. Quinny was thrilled and then horrified to find out Reginald is the key to destroying Grace and Typhus's phylactery. And Alan found out Mudbutt is married to her mom? What's this stepdaughter going to do? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Our story begins with a love story, a meet cute, in fact. Uh, we begin in a forest, uh, and it's not just any forest. This is the Forest of Richards, the place where all good <laughs> Richards originate and where some die. In this particular instance, oh um, there is a Richard being sought out for noble purpose, for Mudbutt, King of Winchester, is in need of a new Richard, having had his previous one sacrifice himself valiantly in order to help defeat uh, the villainous Grimebottom. Now, this is some time ago, um, and the search for a new Richard is not a short one. It is, in fact, a noble quest undertaken by the most noble of dwarves. And so... Mudbutt, uh, having recently survived the battle with your giant zombie father, you were wandering through the woods when you saw an absolutely perfect Richard, just a, an amazing, amazing replacement Richard. And uh, Adam, what do you think the, the biggest quality Mudbutt looks for in a Richard is? Uh, well, one thing is that the Richard also kind of needs to choose you, mm. right? So uh, a lot of it is that you, you kind of just have to sit and it's you know like when the birds of paradise kind of like mate with each other and mm-hmm. there's like there's there's the one bird just doing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and then there's like the other bird kind of just like sitting there looking at it so uh, <laughs> there's like there's a ritual of like uh, like just kind of dancing to get like the Richard to come to you and then so um, so I see this perfect Richard and it's just like start doing the dance it's just like hur, hur, like some twirls and flips and stuff but then it kind of like just like flies away. Yeah. I mean, you did a good Richard dance. Like this was oh, a yeah. good, a, a good dance. And, um, but I actually think you're a little bit put out by this because oh, totally. like previous Richard was, was on board. So with, with uh, a huff of indignation, uh, you begin <gasps> to follow, uh, that Richard, um, because you kind of want to see, like, it's not so much that you're like going to do anything to this Richard. You just kind of want to know like what the deal is, like, well, what's up with this weird bird? Um, and as you're following, um, this, this Richard, um, you start to hear uh, the sounds of little cheeping noises, um, like uh, like uh, possibly some some uh, baby birds, and it occurs to you that maybe this Richard uh, was just protecting her nest and and might not have any interest in, in becoming someone's uh, Richard today. Um, and as you're kind of moving your way up to the nest, um, an arm actually shoots out of the trees beside you and stops you, and you see a beautiful elven woman. Uh, who holds her her finger up to her lips and just says, "Quiet, she's she's feeding them. It's a very delicate phase of of the heralds." 
What? Ah, what the heck? Where, where'd you come from? Um, and the bird, like the the bird, flies away, and, and she laughs um, at at you completely ruining her her secret bird watching. She just says, uh, "Sorry, I, I've been uh, tracking. This is my my bird companion, Harold. Uh, I've been been tracking her for for quite some time, and um, it would seem that uh, she's found a nest here in in this this forest. Um, right, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to to frighten you. Uh, my name's uh, Tiana Lyondell." Um, what's, uh, what's your name? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm King Mudbutt. Well, I suppose I should say just plain old Mudbutt. I, uh, I was a king, but, uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> and then I kind of just shrug and, yeah, she, she laughs and she's like, that's fine. I used to run a, a temple, uh, and then it burned down. So whoops. My um, place burned down too. What a coincidence! That's so funny. We have so much in common. <laughs> oh my! Um, well, listen. You you seem like uh, you're trying to find a, a bird companion, like like my Harold. Uh, you want some help? Oh sure. I mean, it's I I need a I need a Richard. Is your now? I'm confused. Is your bird a Harold or is it a Richard that you've named Harold? Well, I, I didn't realize that all these birds were called Richard. I, I just named the bird Harold because I thought it was a cool name. Oh, well, you are in the forest of Richard. And just over there is Winchester, which is where my kingdom was. I could show you around if you want. Oh, that, that sounds great. Uh, honestly, I've been at, at loose ends. My uh, my daughter ran away and uh, my temple oh, wow. burned down. So really, I, uh, I got to tell you, I got you know, I'm just kind of out, out in the world uh, trying to find myself and, and figure out kind of what to do next, trying to get my groove back. Well, why don't we get lost together? And then I put my my arm out so she can like hook her arm around if she wants. Uh, she does indeed. And then Harold flies down and lands between you and drops a uh, drops a bird into your like a little baby bird into your hand. Oh, it's a baby Richard. <laughs> And, and the bird starts dancing, like just little little bird dance, with like it's a little tiny, like, and it's what? horrifying. Like it's got the full, like fucking, like there's no feathers. It's kind of gooey, right. and it's just like doing a weird, horrifying little dance. Oh, but I think it's cute. So I like I, I put him on a on a nearby stump. Then I start doing the the dance, and so then we're both kind of like. And like Tiana's kind of like linked arms with you, so she's just kind of dancing too. And like, yeah, Harold yeah. starts doing like uh, the wings up and like walking around in circles, dance, and uh, the four of you. Um, share a dance together, uh, and then finally the the little the little bird um, bows to you, comes up and goes, and then uh, to end the ritual, I, I bring out my flute and uh, and I play it and I go, <laughs> and then he like ju- <laughs> that he jumps in my beard, it's like, ah! and he jumps in, uh, and with that, uh, the four of you set out to get lost. Some time has passed. And now, um, Mudbutt, uh, you've settled into New Winchester um, with, uh, with your, your lovely bride. But the, the thing that's been bringing you the most angst uh, is that your, your best friends in the whole wide world didn't respond to your wedding invitation. You, you sent it uh, to uh, Sister Grail back in, in uh, Fandolin. Uh, you tried sending it a bunch of times, but they just never got back to you. Uh, and it was a real bummer. Um, but... Then um, you heard Harold um, swoop down and, and give out a, a, a call of notice and stumbling out of the bar where you had Fringa beers in each hand, uh, you see uh, your friends. Uh, there's there's your, your best bud in the whole wide world, uh, Butthole, um, who was supposed to be your best man. And that was kind of a bummer, but like you're so happy to see him. There's Queenie. Um, who's wearing an eye patch for some reason, but it looks kind of cool. So like, that's probably fine. There's some other people you don't give a shit about, 
But there's also Alan. And you've been waiting to see Alan for some time. Because after all, now you're her stepdad. And so um, calling out uh, with great excitement, uh, you come rushing over, you embrace them. And where we left off last night, uh, you had just revealed that you had married Alan's mom, uh, who had just stepped out of the new Temple of Ogma she'd built, uh, to Alan's horrified cry of, oh, fuck no, which is where we pick up today. So, um, Mudbutt, you've just greeted your uh, naked butt for a loincloth. You have beers in each hand um, and you've got uh, your little Richard in your beard. Um, and you've just greeted the party. Um, uh, Jenna Lyondell has just stepped out. Um, Alan, you haven't seen uh, your mom since the stack, and she tried to kill you then. Um, but this yeah. lady doesn't quite. This doesn't lady doesn't read as director uh, Lyondell as much as as uh, an older but slightly happier version of the woman you remember. But um, it is uh, it has been a time. So um, that's where where we pick up, uh, Alan. Um, I just immediately drop into like a fighting stance and put my hands up and you see kind of like an electric crackle around them. And I'm just like, explain what the fuck is going on right now. Um, she goes, Alan, what happened to your hand? What do you mean? You you have a robot hand. You know, you've seen this. Um, she looks very confused and she says, okay, honey, listen, um, don't don't honey me. <laughs> don't like try to kill me and then oh honey me. I, 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 okay. Um I, I didn't I know the surprise of of uh me remarrying uh can be a lot. That's that's hard on any any child, but I, I want you to know that what I had with your father that, was very special, but look, I didn't I don't mean to you, surprise look, you so much you no, have no, a heart no, attack. No, no, I'm not trying look, to kill you with this news. Look, you remarrying is so far down the list of priorities right now. Okay, I'm glad you're alive. What's the problem? You're, what do you mean? What do you mean you're glad I'm alive? Um, she kind of looks to you, Mudbutt, with just like, she has no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about either. I like well, your glove, by the way. You're fucking evil. Director of the stack. Me? Lady. <laughs> I, no, 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 my mother. Oh, um, what? no, I, 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 then run I this tried t- to kill you. Then you tried to uh, kill me. No, no, that I, honey, have you oh, been having those fuck. dreams again? Uh, are you a fucking double? What, what are you talking about? Like Ju- juniper, juniper. Do you, what's a juniper? Anything? Do you need berries? I'm so confused. Why and, did you uh, run away? I'm pissed too. I've just been being polite. Cause I haven't seen you in a long time. You turn and, into a real <laughs> asshole. I guess you take after your father. Now, hold, uh, hold on a second. Jun- so, Juniper walks up and, and pulls out the scroll. So, Mudbutt, you've never met uh, Juniper before, but she is a... Oh, uh, Laura, why don't you give the description? Wait, who's Juniper? She's she's like... Uh, <laughs> Laura's second character. My second... Hi. <laughs> um, and she's kind of like a hearty, strong, muscular woman, uh, really tanned, got like kind of auburn, fiery-ish hair, kind of... Um, and wears like this chainmail that's kind of like, or I guess she has a breastplate now. Fuck, I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then she has this like cool armor that's all like woo foresty and cool. Wow, she's very cool. <laughs> that's a pretty sweet armor. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm half naked right now. Uh, do you have any extra armor that I might be able to uh, put on my body? Um. Uh, Leanne Lionshield begins digging around the carts. Being like, okay, I'm looking. Um, Thank you. But um, 
Yeah, Juniper, uh, you pull up the scroll and um, you look at it and there's no, there's nothing. All right. Uh, it still has a yeah, picture I of got, Reginald. Yeah, I've got, um, sorry, Alan, I've got, I've got nothing for you here. And, uh, and Alan's just like, okay, 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 let's just, let's just sit and talk, talk this through. So, um, okay. So Adam, what is, uh, what is the name of the bar in this town and, um, who, uh, who runs it? Are we, this is in, new this is new Winchester. Winchester. So this is a, a, a town you've built, uh, deep in the forest, um, with, uh, uh, Tiana. Um, and basically, uh, the two of you, uh, uh, with some, some friends you've made along the way, uh, have basically built just like a, a small town. She built a new temple, uh, to learning and, um, you've been kind of living a, uh, to some extent, a, a, a retirement life style. Oh, um, you know, you you had your adventures, um, and uh, you just oh. you you kind of been looking for something, and, and you kind of found it here. Uh, you've got dogs. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. Tons of dogs running around. Uh, maybe that that's what Mudbutt does now. He runs like uh like a, a home for wayward dogs, um in uh, in town. But um yeah, it's a it's a small community. Um think like a like a wild west frontier town where it's just like there's not a whole lot, but um everyone's pretty friendly and it's uh sort of to a large extent the parts you liked the most about Winchester, like the fellowship and like the, the drinking halls and all that. It's it's you've captured that vibe. Um, oh, okay. so that's kind of where where you guys are at. And um you have scholars come through who tell interesting tales and, and all that. But um Ultimately, uh, you've been a bit uh, – you're, you're very content with kind of what you've found, um, but you've always been at a bit loose ends because your friends never responded to your your call. Uh, and I think it for, – for someone who enjoys fellowship as much as, as Mudbutt does, uh, that, 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 that stung a little. So this is weirdly the, like the missing piece um, to, to your adventure. And you have a plan, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Uh, so what is, uh, what is the name of the bar you think Mudbutt had built here in New Winchester? Um, it's called Uncle Mudbutt's Booze Barn. Uncle Mudbutt's and, Booze Barn. Yeah, and my, my logo's on it, and I'm kind of like winking with like a flagon of, uh, of booze. It's Booze Barn. Okay. So, um, uh, also, with kind also, of, yeah, just the, the, and the dogs hang out outside. Uh, they just, you know, bark when they see fit. Um, it's, uh, it's like the soundtrack, uh, Yes. Chuck E. Cheese has those weird animatronic mice. You have just random dogs barking outside yes. the bar. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, with kind of tension in the air, um, you, you, the the party begins to make their way uh, into Uncle Mudbutt's Booze Barn, uh, a subsidiary of Uncle Jim Jim's Rum Shack. Um, well, that was so, it. Yeah, I was trying to think what it was. I was like, but oh. you know what? Jim Jim, uh, well, he's dead now, but he was running a, a place, so it, it makes sense. It, you know, he sent okay. you some recipes. You got your own thing up and running. Um, why just cut out the middleman? Why, why mm. split the profits? Um, so all of you begin to file in, but it's a bit like um, uh, when everyone tries, like the night before a wedding, everyone shows up somewhere to have dinner and it's just like a tremendous amount of people kind of here for a purpose, awkwardly shuffling into a small space, trying not to talk about the thing they're there to talk about. So um, as everyone kind of files in and um, Mudbutt, you yell to the bartender, whose name I will get in a moment, um, uh, but you do have, uh, in terms of the dum-dums, you have a couple seconds as you're making your way in um, to talk amongst yourselves. Uh, and I think of particular note is what you're going to do about Reginald, because it's very clear that Mudbutt um, thinks this is butthole. And 
Reginald, it's also very clear to you that this is, in fact, the mud butt you remember from from your dimension. Uh, so, party, what are you going to do about? <laughs> how do you solve a problem like a Reginald? <laughs> yeah, Re- Reginald has been panicking and like hides his hawk skull necklace while the others were talking out front, and is just trying to seem a little smaller and more distant than normal. Uh, he's just kind of. Skulking is a good word. Just <laughs> it's weird to watch a man that big try to hide behind someone as small as Quinny, but he's going for it. <laughs> okay, okay. Donkey Jr. is also nervous, uh, and they're both sort of just trying to hang back, but realizing this is gonna go down one way or another. Cool. Uh, Goblin Jr. has immediately uh, gone to frolic and play uh, with the other puppers uh, out behind uh, the barn. Uh, so some of those barks are his. It's canon now. Uh, the ones that sound snarfy. Don't worry about it. Um, cool. So um, great. Uh, Mudbutt, for you, this is all very tense. You were really excited to get to share your big plan with them. But now it seems like Alan and her mom need to sort something out, which you kind of knew would, would happen. You actually uh, you filled Alan's mom in on Alan on Alan's adventures um, with you. Okay. Um, she, uh, uh, Alan's uh, adventure began way back in episode one with her um, running away from home to go explore the the human side of of, of her half elf nature uh, and try and figure out who her dad was. Um, but her mom was very overprotective and wanted to keep her cloistered in the uh, the temple. So as a result, uh, she hasn't seen her mom in five seasons. Um, and, uh, this is the, her mom has only received news of her through you, which was very comforting and, and a nice thing for her. But, uh, you, you always knew that, um, your stepdaughter and, uh, your wife were going to have to have a chat and it, it seems like this is it, but you have made a vow to yourself that you are going to be the best goddamn stepfather you can. Um, yeah. Despite your relationship basically beginning when uh, she saw you naked in a pool and <laughs> thus saw her yes. first dick. So, like, it's uh, we're kind of down the rabbit hole here, but uh, so it goes. Right. Right. So um, you uh, you welcome everyone in and uh, the uh, the bartender um, who is a um, uh, or just say he's like um, just a, a very like. Um, a plump and smiling elf uh, named uh, Mike Latirius. Um and uh, he's um, he's got kind of like a, just a, like almost a pompadour haircut, like his hair is just swept up and back. Um, you know, like tattoos up his arms, wearing like a jean vest that he's got the arms cut off on. Uh, he's doing that thing where it just kind of hangs over his gut, but um, just legitimately a warm presence. You walk in, um, and uh, he's just like. Mud butt. Hey, man, you didn't finish your brewskis. Oh, hey, wow. New friends. Hey, come on in, guys. Welcome to Uncle Mudbutt's Booze Barn. Uh, I'm Mike Latirius. It's nice to meet you. You can just call me bartender if you want. Doesn't matter. I'm an NPC. <laughs> All right, let's go. Fringa? <laughs> what? <laughs> and he kind of like waits waits for, for confirmation that you want uh, uh y- yeah yeah and then i'm just like oh some rounds of booze for my uh, friend buttholes and quinny here please and keep it coming uh, uh, all right any friend of uh mud butts a friend of mine because i work here and he's my boss um so he starts <laughs> pouring drinks um adam what's the uh the specialty drink at uncle mud butts booze barn um it's called uh it's called like the the dad basher and and it comes with a story about how i uh 
uh, beat up my my zombie castle dad. It's like uh, it's like tied to the handle. It's like a little kind of like a little thing. It's like, did you know that uh, that King Mudbutt destroyed his dad who turned into a zombie castle? And it's like, wow. So people learn things. All the drinks are named after adventures I've had. Oh, amazing. Okay, great. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay. So uh, he, he pours those and then he like uh, has to take a minute to like very quickly like tie all of them. He's like, I, I'm sorry. I didn't have any clean yeah. mugs. Uh, so I'm like, just, come like, on. He's, he's like tying <laughs> as fast as that. he can. Um, and uh, then he uh, he slides the drinks over and he says, uh, and sorry, uh, one one for the, the lady there. And he points at Alan. Uh, oh, is, is she talking to her, her mom right now or? Um, you've all just come through the door. So she's about to. <gasps> oh, 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 I thought they were uh, somewhere else. I was just like, wondering if you were discluding her because oh, you don't no, want no. her drinking or some weird bullshit. No, no, I, I thought <laughs> oh, okay. they, they were in another corner. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, that, no, no, that all makes sense. Um, yeah. okay, great. So, um, I mean, uh, everybody gets a drink. <laughs> great. So he, he keeps tying. Um, so, uh, Reginald, uh, Quinny and, uh, Mudbutt, you guys all kind of uh, move to a polite distance. Um, and, uh, Juniper joins you, um, and, uh, immediately, um, Mudbutt earns some of your respect by just, just slamming those drinks. Uh, Juniper has, has a hearty constitution, so she's just like, oh yeah, right, right into it. Um, I think Juniper probably re- requests the barrel of salted pork to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. All food comes in barrels. It's like apples, yeah. uh, <laughs> ham. Fantastic. Yeah. The soup yeah. is in a small barrel. Um, yeah. so, uh. <laughs> So yeah, he served he, from a larger barrel. <laughs> no, naturally, <laughs> they say he carved yes. it from a larger barrel, a serving uh, barrel. Yes, yeah. uh, like you'd get at Crate and Barrel. Um, so yeah, he, all, uh, all the waiters have to carry a large barrel and then reach into it to pull out smaller barrels to yeah, put on and, the table. And his, his uniform under the jean vest is barrel pants. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if you look very closely, the plates actually are just incredibly short barrels. Like it's the bottom of a barrel and then like a quarter inch of a ring. Yeah, you yeah. had to buy bulk barrels in order to get that many plates because you only get two per barrel. But it was worth yeah. it. Mud it was had expensive. To a hooper. Yeah, yeah. All, all of the walls are just made of like middles of barrels because they just had all the excess material. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a wild barrel. west town except for one small castle and it's just the local hoopers. He makes so much money that he's got an estate. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah. like adventuring partners keep breaking these for gold. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, fantastic. Um, so, um, Alan, uh, you and and your mom um, kind of go go to hash things out. Um, I think there's kind of a um, sort of a, a nook over by the fireplace, um, and there's a, a low burning fire there. Um, and um, so you sit down across from each other, um, and it's one of those uh, sort of classic carved bar tables that has a chessboard. Uh, so um, uh, your mom starts idly setting up um, a chess game, uh, evoking um, what uh, the two of you – one of the, the few ways that you guys kind of enjoyed leisure time together. Most of it was like study and and a, a harsh focus on, on uh, wizarding and the responsibilities therein. But um, as uh, she sets it up, she says, so uh, I tried to kill you. Is that, uh, what, what's that about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm thinking that it probably wasn't you. I I am also thinking that, um, but I'm curious what you mean. I went to like an alternate dimension. (laughs) Oh um, dear. And there was a you and you're pretty fucking evil. I mean, I always hoped, but, uh, you know, life, life takes you strange ways. What, what was I doing? Um, you know, helping to enslave mages and drain them. Oh, that them. is, that is a dick move, uh, on my yeah. part. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, did you kick her ass? I hope you kicked her ass. Uh, no, no. Uh, the opposite. Oh. I mean, I am good at what I do. Um, Alan, you're noticing some strange things about your mom. Uh, and yeah. this is very much, again, a, a kind of post-midlife crisis mom. Um, her hair, which you remember always being pulled back into kind of a rigid, tight, scholarly bun, uh, is now kind of um, shoulder length and um, has uh, a bit of a wave to it and is actually um, kind of in a way wild and, and free in a way you, you didn't expect. There even seems to be some like leaves in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, uh, dressed much more, uh, in a much more relaxed fashion than, than you're used to certainly still in, in, um, a priest's robe, but, uh, think more of like a, it's closer to like what, uh, Luke wore in the last Jedi. Like it's a functional priest's robe where it's, okay. it's a little hardier. The, the fabric's a bit, um, more meant for work. Whereas you remember her in very fine, soft, um, you know, robes that don't leave the temple kind of gear. Yeah. Uh, you've also never heard her swear. So there's um, there's sort of a marked change here from uh, the woman you knew. Um, uh, she also seems to be smiling more, which is something that you don't really ever remember her doing, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, except when she taught you a rather Socratic lesson. There was that smarmy, you know, teacherly smirk of like, put one over on you. Now you've learned. Um <laughs> But she is also, you notice, keeping her distance and is is um, uh, not assuming anything. Um, but uh, anyway, so she she nods and says, "Okay, well, um, oh, uh, I guess you're uh, you're a bit more like uh, like your your father than than I'd hoped. Um, I guess uh, the time has come for me to to tell you about him." Uh, oh, this will be fun. Yeah, so his name is Avalon Riker. Okay. Uh, he is. Yep. Um, last I heard, he'd become the uh, the head of the thieves guild. Um, yep. And um, I don't quite know I'm how just to put like, this. Th- to myself, I'm just like wondering. I'm just trying to like make sure that what she's telling me is like mm. checking out. Yeah, yeah, totally. What everything I know. She's like, uh, I don't quite know how to tell you this, but um, he uh, he may have broken reality a bit. Uh, and that's when um, uh, Mike Latirius comes over and he's like, hey, guys, I got your, your drinks here. Just let me uh, put this barrel down for a second. And he puts down a serving barrel and starts taking the drinks out. Um, I just I just kind of like stare at Mike. It's just like that <laughs> tremendously awkward, like server walked in on a conversation moment. Um, he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, OK, uh, well, uh, in, enjoy your dad bashers. Uh, hope that doesn't relate to your conversation at all. And then he walks away. <laughs> Um, so, um, Tiana goes on to explain that, um, when she met, uh, Avalon Riker, he was a, uh, a dashing, striking, kind of charming rogue and, uh, actually kind of like convinced her to go on an adventure with him, which was something to that point she'd never done. She, uh, had also been raised, um, in the temple of Ogma and the tradition of Ogma and, um, had recently, um, accepted a position at the temple you grew up in, Alan, as mm-hmm. kind of a... Um, like, uh, this is the wrong term, but she was kind of on her way to being the mother superior of that temple. Um, but she was still young and basically it was like a, you'll live here for 20 years and learn the ropes and then you can take over. Um, so they went on a whirlwind adventure. Um, they, uh, think like, uh, romancing the stone or like any of those great sweeping, like romantic adventure movies. Um, 
And uh, she fell hard for him. And he, frankly, seemed to fall pretty hard for her. Um, until one day uh, they came for him. Um, and she never uh, got the name of the group, um, even though she she did extensive research uh, into it. Um, <clears throat> but um, they were a group he, he feared and uh, more than almost anything that um, he said – um, had been uh, hunting him, and he thought he'd managed to lay low enough by kind of disappearing into the woods um, on the the Sword Coast. But uh, nevertheless, they they found him, and when they did, um, he did what he thought was best um, for both um, you, uh, even though you had yet to be born, your mom was pregnant with you, and for your mom, uh, he disappeared. And sure enough, um, when uh, the uh, the figures came. Um, they, uh, asked questions that Tiana legitimately had no answers to, um, and then set out in search of, of him. Um, the note he left explained that, uh, he wasn't from around these parts. He was from a different world and his greatest dream as an adventurer and explorer <clears throat> was to visit other worlds. And so he worked diligently across time and space with various uh, scientists and wizards and scholars to find a way to visit other worlds. And one day he managed to do it. He managed to break out of his world and into another. Unfortunately, that barrier was a bit more delicate than he thought. And in doing so, he accidentally caused something that your mom refers to as the coming collide. Um, she says that, uh, as he continued to, to live and explore, he gradually came to discover that, uh, others had found ways to exploit his research and had found ways to, to travel between these worlds. And in doing so, he had created uh, a series of tears and fissures, um, that would eventually possibly lead to some rather dire consequences. One of which was this group beginning to hunt him. It seems there are people who keep track of these things, people who try and keep people from breaking through these barriers and knowing that he had will follow him to the ends of the earth to prevent it. And so uh, Tiana was left to raise you, a child of two worlds uh, in a temple and having seen what a life of adventure and curiosity could lead to, vowed to keep you safe and to teach you the value of, of study and, and hermitude um, so that uh, these, uh, these horrible hunters would never find you and so that you would never uh, experience the heartbreak that she did. Um, so she finishes telling you this, and um, you come to realize two things. One, uh, from the sounds of things, um, Riker is much older than he appears, um, and maybe yeah. actually much more powerful than he appears. Um, and uh, two, that if he caused this, uh, he might be part of the solution in stopping it, which, of course, will be of more interest to Juniper than than you. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's more to investigate there, but that's kind of what you, you get from her. So she unfolds that story and then explains how um, that's kind of why she kept such a firm uh, grasp on you and, and tried to keep you safe in the best way she knew how. Um, but when the temple was destroyed um, by a, a group she refers to as the Unseen Hand, uh, who were searching for relics uh, within the temple, um, she had to flee. <clears throat> and gradually her friends one by one kind of fell away. And um, then she met Mudbutt, 
and um, realized that adventure didn't have to be grand or or dangerous, that uh, people who had experienced some some hard things in their life could kind of find new peace. And so she kind of committed to a slightly more laid back lifestyle and uh, the foundation of New Winchester, which is how she finds herself here. Huh. This is like really fucking me up (laughs) because because I'm just like trying to figure out how the hell there can only be one of me. Um, And yet my mom knows me. But then my mom in the other world also like said, who are you? But then also seemed to know that she was my mom. Did she? I don't know. Maybe that was just an assumption. <sighs> Fuck. Also, if we're tracking why there's one of you, um, similar to how Butthole was created in this realm, so it doesn't exist in any other, Riker came to this realm uh, and boned your mom. Mm. Um, so you are born of a Riker from a different dimension and a mother from this dimension, meaning that for you to exist in any other world, a Riker or a Leandell from any of those worlds would have had to cross to a different world. Cross dimensions. So yes, hence the one (laughs) Allen problem. That's complicated. Wow. Yeah, hey. uh, Mudbutt, uh, <laughs> if you were in on this conversation, you would come to realize why uh, Tiana kind of really likes you. Because honestly, things are a bit easier with Mudbutt. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. <laughs> you get birds, you drink beers, sometimes you burn down a town. It's fine. It's fine. You do what you yep. can. Okay. The three Bs. So you are my mom. <laughs> and you didn't try to kill me. No. I mean, the day is young, <gasps> but no. So I really don't have to feel bad about trying to kill the other woman who wasn't my mom at all. Oh, no. Honestly, if she was enslaving people, I'm glad you tried to kill her. That's that's terrible. No one should do that. Well, I've, I mean, honestly, I, I'd I hope feel, I'd always taught you that, but clearly she's an asshole. I feel so much better, honestly. <laughs> well, uh, I'm good, honey. Uh, that's good. I, I'm glad to hear that. Um, here's a question, though. Um, you ran away and never wrote. What the fuck? I've been so worried about you. And until I met Mudbutt, I thought maybe you were dead. Well, like, I don't know. Why didn't you just, like, tell me about my dad earlier? Okay. Like, it's kind of on you. (laughs) Is it, though? (laughs) A little bit. Like, would it have been that hard to tell me? Oh, um, hi, honey. Listen, uh, could work on your, your, um, I'm glad your acid splash is coming along. Listen, your dad's an interdimensional time traveler uh, who maybe broke reality. We had a whirlwind romance where we went off on a series of crazy adventures. uh, And then he left because uh, interdimensional cops were chasing him. Is that, is that really a thing you think you could have handled? I don't know. Better than like, you are an elf and forget that you're half human. Ha! Stay here and don't see the world at all. Ha! Okay, cool. So, uh, listen, I notice you've got a bunch of scars on your face and you're missing a hand. How's the seeing the world bit going for you there, honey? It's been great. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been fucking great. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, we good for you. Thanks for asking. We can future, hear this over at the bar. <laughs> you can just raise yourself. How about that? That that's that's a great plan. You you seem to to know everything. You know what? I bet uh, you know you took all of the uh, the careful control and lessons I taught you, and you've just been acing it, right? 
Like, you know exactly how to control your magic. You always use exactly yeah. as much. Yeah, you never apply excessive force. No. It's always exactly the right amount, right? Okay, good. Well, it seems like you can raise yourself. And honestly, I'm quite happy here. I'm fucking a dwarf. It's pretty dope. So, um, you know what? <laughs> Welcome to New Winchester. And I'm glad I didn't try and kill you. I'm glad you're alive. But I think we're fucking done. Uh, and then she gets up and leaves. Wow. That's great. <laughs> She's in a fully sarcastic statement. She said, I'm glad that I'm alive. Oh, wonderful. This is fucking um, awesome. I like that Alan's just saying this out loud to herself yeah. sitting next yeah. to the is, fire. As, as she walks over uh, to um, an old dwarf man who is just like regaling the bartender about like the, the good old oh, days. God. This would be uh, Juniper's form. <laughs> Yeah. Grandpa Warwick is just like, dwarves! My kin! Mike, the elf, is just like, yep, okay, well, as long as you keep ordering, I'll keep serving. Um, I do like the idea that Juniper gets, uh, if, she, if Juniper gets drunk, she gets, like, loose with her transformations. And it's just like, oh, yeah, 100%. You know, fuck it. You guys want to see something spooky? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so, cool. So Juniper can transform into things? Juniper is a shapeshifter. So uh, I, I'm just I'm like. I'm not Juniper anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at my beard just being like, what the hell am I drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you would much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case me and my regulators will see you soon. Yeah, you're uh, you're you're bummed that there's a cool, drunken old man dwarf who lives in town that you've never met before. That seems great. Um, wow. So, Mudbutt, uh, well, well, uh, Alan and her mom have been having it out. Um, you're sitting with uh, uh, who you assume to be Butthole Farch and uh, Quinny. Um, so Quinny uh, is wearing like a super cool uh, cloak now. He's got like an eye patch. Um, Looking a little uh, worse for the wear. Um, Butthole's looking pretty good, you know. He's he's looking sharp. Uh, he's dressed a bit different than last time, but, I mean, really, who isn't? Uh, you say looking down at, like, the armor that uh, the the provisions officer from their caravan gave you, which is, like, Quinny-sized. So it's kind of like you're wearing, like, one of those weird, like, crop top things, yeah. but if it was made of chain mail. It's tight. Um, yeah, yeah. So it just kind of reaches the top of your, your belly, and then we're just in loincloth town. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you live nearby. You can go get your stuff later, but like for now, just, you know, 
I'm comfy. Good, good I'm times with fine. good pals. Oh yeah. Um, so um, the thing is that uh, you're starting to notice that um, Butthole is acting a bit weird. Uh, he seems a little bit cagey, and you remember him being so gregarious and 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what Adam, the player, can know that uh, Mudbutt, the character, can't is that this is not, in fact, Butthole. This is a a, a different fella uh, by the name of Reginald, who is Butthole's brother, kind of from a different dimension. It's a long story. Um, so, um, right. <laughs> so just so like you as player are aware, but to Mudbutt, you're just like he looks the same. So. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of like facial recognition. So like if, if something kind of matches. Yeah. It's like red beard bald. <laughs> like, oh, you're the same. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. He's the third person you've assumed to be butthole since you, you last saw him. Um, <laughs> Did I see you last week? <laughs> Weren't you in the grocery store with me? <laughs> so I think uh, Quinny and... <laughs> this is super dumb. Quinny and Reginald, uh, you've been regaling Mudbutt with uh, just getting him caught up to speed on, on what's been going on, uh, which is a lot of Quinny explaining and a lot of uh, Reginald nodding along. Uh, <laughs> Reginald, do you think you'd be trying to contribute to this conversation at all? No, I think at most you'd be getting like, yeah. <laughs> like just like just just affirmative things from the side. Um, all right, so Quinny, um, you're just uh, telling the the story of of what happened at the stack. So what uh, what do you think the highlights of that adventure would be that you'd tell Mudbutt? Uh, I tell him about how it was like an underwater tower um, that was linked to a similar structure in another dimension, and that there was a portal down there um, that like linked these two worlds, um, and that. Uh, magic users were being uh, turned into like batteries uh, kind Ooh. of on both ends um, and that there is this one bad fella named Grayson Typhus both versions of him from our world and from that other world were both really awful we killed the one from this world but based on oh, I don't know how much like this isn't butthole I want to give him to deal with. So I was like, based on some information we've recently received, the other typhus is still at large, and it sounds like he's in our world. Okay, so when you say linking worlds, is it kind of like, like how if I were to get a bar and then build like a tunnel to another bar, but like they both have the same drinks, but maybe they're like different prices? It's exactly like that. Oh, ah, I understand it. Okay. Shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I get it. Hey, uh, yeah. oh, speaking of drinks here. Uh, hey, Mikey, uh, I'm going to need uh, you to bring over a couple uh, I uppercutted a dragon once. So uh. <laughs> um, he, uh, he he like nods and starts taking like a variety of crazy ingredients off the wall um, <laughs> and uh, starts uh, starts shaking them up. So, um Alan, uh, you come over to join um, Mudbutt and uh, Reginald and Quinny. There's still a kind of horrible double vision thing that happens for you when when you approach a conversation like this because you see Butthole. And then it takes your brain just a second to be like, no, fuck, it's not, though. Because weirdly, you haven't actually been without him for very long. So now that there's a guy who looks like him, it's very easy just from the corner of your eye it very much feels kind of like old times to some extent. Yeah. Um, 
So you you pull in kind of quietly with with your your drink um, as uh, Mikey brings over the uppercutted a dragon one time, uh, which are served in uh, tiny gauntlets um, that have been uh, fused together, um, but they're still like little drips coming out of the fingers because um, those things never work. Um, We're working out the kinks, but uh. <laughs> literally. Um, so. Um, uh, Mudbutt, um, you actually, uh, it's funny that Quinny brings up someone that they, they want to kill uh, because you've had a, a plan for a while that you need their help with. Um, because the thing about weddings is you get to have a bachelor party. Ooh. And you invited them to it and, and they, they didn't come. So you, you just put it on hold because they're your best buds. But now that they're here, even though the wedding's already happened – you can finally have the bachelor party adventure you always dreamed of. And you were going to use it to break the news to Alan. But now that she already knows, it's some good father-daughter bonding time. Um, so uh, kind of like a, a fishing trip that neither party wants to be on. Right. Um, okay. so, so a goofy movie. Yeah, yeah. so a goofy movie. <laughs> I still can't believe Goofy fucked someone. That really bums me out. Um, so, I think it's awesome. So um, like he's, he's also, if you look it up, eight feet tall. <laughs> Goofy, got, Goofy got a big old dick. <laughs> yeah, it's canon. Everyone deserves love, guys. <laughs> um, that's a red rocket. <laughs> he just yells, Whoa! Stop. Um, <laughs> we could we could do this all day. Um, no, so <laughs> stop. Um, basically, the way this is going to work is uh, Adam, as a player rather than the DM, obviously, you have not planned a bachelor party. Uh, but I have planned um, Mudbutt's bachelor party uh, on your behalf. So uh, the way we're going to kind of play this is you have a number of events lined up that uh, you've wanted to do. Um, and uh, you're you're like uh, Mudbutt's been waiting for a chance. So what I'd like just kind of for audio's sake uh, is uh, for you to explain to them that it's it's bachelor party o'clock. Uh, and then I'll okay. uh, start to tell you what your inv- your your itinerary is uh, for this this madcap uh, bachelor party adventure that Ends in something you've wanted for an awfully long time, uh, the, the the wedding gift that uh, you were going to ask these guys for. So uh, in your own words, uh, if you could just tell these folks that you want to have a bachelor party and have them come along, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, all right. Look, we're, we're having a lot of fun here today, but uh, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's just bring it down a, a wee bit of a notch here. Uh, so as you know, I married Alan's mother. And I, <laughs> I sent out some invites for a bachelor party, but... Um, you know, I mean, you guys didn't respond. That was, uh, you know, a little bit of a gut punch there. It's not like I had just lost a Richard or anything like that. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but hey, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. And I just like chugged down my, I, I uppercutted a dragon. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to need a, um, I, I totally took out a group of orcs by myself. Uh, if, if you, if you could there, Mike. Anyway. He just pours wine. <laughs> Oh, brings it over. <laughs> Thank you. This is our simplest drink. Um, yeah, but I said, since we're all here, I saved my bachelor party just for this moment, and I figured that we could all get a little nutty, but also, and I reach over to Alan and I like pull a quarter from behind her ear, do some bonding. <laughs> and then I give her the quarter. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I just... I just, I'm speechless. <laughs> and I put it in my pocket. Oh, thanks. Yeah, but, but you definitely take that as like, she's really impressed. Yeah, it's like, oh. It's- no, I just like have no money. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so uh Mudbutt, you turn to Butthole, um your your bestest bud, and this this is a, a moment you you've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, you put your hand on on his shoulder, uh, and it's time to ask him to be your best man. Now uh, look 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 there, buddy. I uh, you're when when you found me back in Fandolin, I uh, I I was kind of lost, and uh, well you you and your uh, old bud there Moonhammer kind of uh, inspired me to to pull up my socks and you know just. Oh, heck, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Would you be my best man? Reginald. I kind of uh, aside to Quinny and just say, like, should should we tell him? Just let this play out. Let's see how he does. Uh, uh, Reginald, uh, the man who tried to kill you, has his hand on your shoulder. Uh, well, I mean, ever since I found you in F- Fandolin, where you looked so lost and your socks were so low down and needed to be pulled up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was great because my buddy Moonhammer was there and we've all had such a significant relationship that's defined by other things. That, you know what? It, it would take a long time to say them all in this speech. So I uh, am such a butthole. I agree. Hooray! And, and uh, I give him a big <laughs> this is hug. This on so many levels. <laughs> I give him a big old hug. It's and just I, like I, the old you. I hug him back and my hands are trembling just a little bit away from him that the other two can see, but he can't yeah. tell. Um, known for his uh, tremendous and unpredictable rage, it occurs to both Quinny and Alan that letting him know this isn't butthole might not be the way to go. Also, Quinny, as someone who's always eyeing what people have in case you might steal it, uh, you start thinking about that bird skull that uh, he seems to wear. Yeah, been thinking about it. Cool. Um, so um, with that, um, Mudbutt uh, promises that the, the adventure will begin in the morning. Um, so you have an evening to kind of tuck in. Um, he's, he's kind of apologetic, though, because he got T-shirts made, but not enough for Juniper. So unfortunately, she's going to have to sit this one out. Uh, this is a this is a D and D classic uh, party, except for the charlatan. Um, That's okay. I'm staying here with Mike. Um, We're swapping stories. Yeah, uh, and then Mike's like, "So wait, you tried to enter the temple as an old man that just shot you?" I know. I was confused too. What a bunch of pricks! Um, he, uh, he says, uh, "Here, have a stuff a guy in a barrel to death cocktail," and he just like pours beer in a barrel and hands it to you. This is gonna be a doozy. Uh, so with that, all of you retire to um, kind of uh, uh, what it, it's like. It's not so much an inn as sort of a bunch of sort of single room cottages. Um, and you can finally kind of get tucked in for the night. Um, Mudbutt, is there anything you want to prep with these guys before your adventure? Or is this just kind of a, you're glad they're on side, you're ready to rock and roll? Um, um, I, I, I guess I want to tell them to, um, like, br- bring bring their armor, like, bring bring their finest armor. Um, uh, and uh, if they want to give me a gift, they can give me a gift. Um, amazing so uh, with that um, all of you get a chance to turn in for the evening Um, Juniper is drinking the night away with Mike Um, Reginald what do you do this evening Um, 
Well, I mean, he's very busy panicking. That's very <laughs> much where he lives. Mm. Um, I feel like he would try to read some of the Forsaken's book to try to figure out who he's looking at impersonating, but he also doesn't really have the attention span to do that. So he'd kind of flip through it a little bit. Uh, and then another thing he'd probably try to do for research, because um, he's got a, an ability called Grim Psychometry, or psychometry or whatever, where he can touch items and then know their dark past if he like delves deep inside himself. Uh, I think he would assume that the flaming warhammer he has is some part of the legacy of this guy he's dealing with. So, I mean, he doesn't know he's wrong, but he would <laughs> dive deep into that. So I can run a, an a history check to recall information about dark objects and what I will know focuses on the darker aspects of the history and can convey uh, images or history the character wasn't previously aware of on higher roles. So let's find out what I know. What the hell? (laughs) That is... um, A dirty 20. Wow. Um, <laughs> what's the history of the hammer you invented for a character I hadn't met? Well, <laughs> glad you which, asked. Uh, which, admittedly, he also just said he stole. So it could be whatever Let you want. Let me flip to the page in my book where I have that written. <laughs> Tom has Dale a plan flipping. for all contingencies. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, you get glimpses of um, a uh, an abandoned um, shack uh, in the woods, like a cabin in the woods kind of situation. Um, it was um, <clears throat> you 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 feel humidity on your skin, um, and almost as as you breathe in and out. Uh, I kind of imagine this in like um, uh, Harry Potter doing the uh, the the brain water thing, um, where the pensive whatever the fuck where it's just like okay you just get to hang out in this scene scrooge style while things happen around you in like spooky i'm wearing the one ring of power vision um so um you you get the sensation of of humidity and um there's a um sort of a group of of voices um and um you you hear uh one of them say like uh uh, I just I, I can't believe the commander's gone. The that the fries stand without a leader. I I I, I don't even know what we shall do. Um, and then you hear a voice say, "They killed my sister. I will not allow you, me too, to go unavenged." Uh, and another voice says, uh, "Yes, the commander potatoes may be gone, but we the fries are not." Um, and then you hear like an alarmingly normal voice. Uh, just kind of go, yeah, guys, you know, that's that's entirely true. And I really think we need to, you know, just unleash a little bit of vengeance on uh, on the dum-dums. Okay? And uh, there's there's grunts of agreement. And then uh, someone's like, hang on, I, I got to take a piss. <clears throat> and um, you see a, um, uh, a troll uh, come out. Uh, but he's like... A troll wearing essentially like <laughs> like tactical combat gear. So there's like a lot of unnecessary pouches. Uh, it kind of looks like Rob Leefield drew him. 
Um, <laughs> and um, he's got a, a, a massive um, Warhammer. Uh, or no, sorry, not a Warhammer. It was a mace, right? Uh, no, it's your, a Warhammer. Is a Warhammer? Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's using um, sort of a, a, a glowing orb of fire on top of it um, to kind of guide his way. Uh, and um, he just yells back over his shoulder like, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move against them soon. The fries will rise again. All right, great. Um, and he he stuffs it down in, into the ground. Um, and he he goes and unzips his fly, um, and starts uh peeing against a tree. And then um, as he's doing so, uh, he he lets out just like a like a proper squeaky fart. Um, that ignites <sighs> um just a blast of flame off the uh, the top of his hammer. And he's like, oh, <laughs> glad it was facing the other way. Uh, and then you see a goblin peek up out of the bushes um, and kind of like almost like his eyes wide. Um, and uh, you uh, just hear him say, uh, bless my bum hole. Um, and uh, as, as almost faster than your eyes can see, uh, the goblin scurries out of the bushes, grabs the hammer and just starts dragging it and running away into the trees. And when the troll turns back around, it's gone. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. It's the third hammer this week. Uh, he does up his fly, he goes back and he's like, guys, I lost another magic item. Looks like we're going to have to do another raid. Um, and, uh, you hear collective groans, uh, and someone says, okay, fine. Vengeance soon hammers now. Um, and then you, you wake back up, uh, looking at, uh, the weapon, which you now see actually has, uh, an insignia on the bottom, uh, that seems to be kind of a, a number of, of lines. And it says in, um, dramatic font, um, fries. Uh, it's just on the bottom of the uh, the hilt. Uh, it means absolutely nothing to you, but that is what you find. All righty. So that didn't tell me much. So I think I would have to go talk to Quinny and be like, all right, so here's the deal. I don't actually know anything about this butthole, and I don't really care to read, so I'm going to need you to tell me how to make this lie work. Also, I'm not going to remember, remember very much, so I'm going to need, like, maybe a top three, maybe a top five things I should know, and then I'll just kind of lean on those and hand wave the rest. Top three? All right. Um, you love Moonhammer. She's your patron god, and you invoke her name... At the drop of a fucking hat. Because, <laughs> I mean, I did flip through the book and it said that I hate Moonhammer for betraying me. And now the Mudbutt said that Moonhammer was my best friend. And I mean, yeah. sounds like probably another person that I hung out with, right? Like, it was just like me. And then, was Moonhammer the goblin? I saw a goblin steal this hammer. Was that Moonhammer? Just a when small goblin? When did you see that? Oh, I've got this thing where I can touch stuff and sort of remember the darker parts of its history. First of all... That was a roller coaster ride. So much better than most of the stuff I touch, which is full of murder. I saw a goblin, and then there's something about the fries, and they were swearing vengeance because of you, me too, and the commander. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Do you. Is there any way that you would know when that happened? Well, I mean, it, before the goblin took the hammer. So. I, mean, I don't know how long he had that thing for, but great. Okay, so we're potentially being hunted by... Oh, yeah, my guess is it's very active. But, I mean, theoretically, okay. they're looking for the dum-dums. I don't know who those guys are, but I'm pretty smart, so I feel like I'm safe. Uh, you look like one of the... If not... <laughs> you look like the biggest dum-dum, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I need to disguise myself. But if I disguise myself now, Mudbutt will know that I'm not... Yeah, but no. I can't do it. No, this is not a right now. Okay. Um... 
All right, but repeat back to me what the first major point is so I know you've got it. Uh, I'm the oh. biggest dum-dum. No, Reginald. <laughs> I mean, yes, but Moonhammer, Reginald. Moonhammer is your god, Butthole's god. Oh, He loves god. her, and he invokes her name all the time, attacking, blessing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Reginald, can you roll me uh, an intelligence save? <laughs> yes, Dear I god. can. Quinny, what's your uh, charisma? Uh, just the modifier, or I uh, know your your hard score. It's an eighteen. Okay, I scored a sixteen. Sixteen. Um, okay, you're mostly keeping up. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Love Moonhammer, a god. It her. I, I think it, it clicks in your head that if you if you can swap out horde with Moonhammer, then you've That's... probably got a safe go to. Horde hammer. Got it. This makes sense to me. All right. So, okay. Number two. You are all about making new friends. You love it. You basically give everyone the benefit of the doubt, at at least at first. And then you're, you know, you won't shy away from murder if people kind of disappoint you and let you down. Um, But it's usually repeat after me. Oh, God. Hello. Hello. New friend. New friend. A little a little happier, a little more energy. Bring it up. Hello, Bring it up a few notches. New friend. Happy. Okay, we'll workshop it a little. It's a little better, but that's that's about So that's I say that right. a lot. You say it a lot. What do I say to old friends? Um you usually try and kiss them. I hate <laughs> it, but yes, it's true. Wow, this guy is weird. Um okay, Dude, what's the th- tell me about what's it? What's the third thing? I'm just gonna write kissing. You're all about unions. Um, any kind of disenfranchised group of workers who was not having their rights um, respected by employers or even worse, their owners or whatever happens to be, you feel compelled to step in, help the people free themselves from the shackles of capitalism. And So I'm sort of, of a communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah sort of. <laughs> okay. Pro-union... <laughs> Anti-capitalist. I understand that you think these are like the top three things, but most of this doesn't feel like it's going to apply. I'm going to check in with Alan here. Don't worry, I'll, I'll hand away the right. You're doing great. You're doing great. I'm just going to tell you, he makes it like his thing. <laughs> like you would think it's not, it wouldn't come up. You would think, why would anyone need to know my opinion on unions? He makes it known. Okay. These are the three things I tell you right now. He wears all three of this shit on his sleeve. Okay, I- Alan, Alan, he'll go over, and he's got like a flaming warhammer. He has disadvantage on stealth at all times. There's not really possible to sneak as Reginald, <laughs> but he's going to go over to Alan at the bar and be like, Alan, so apparently I need to pretend to be a bumhole or whatever his name is, so I'm going to nail this. I talked to Quinny, and I got like three things I should remember, but I figured these might be too weird, so I wanted to check in with you to fill out my like top five butthole tricks oh god that's disgusting <laughs> how did you guys do this for so long okay so i've got moon hammer love yeah i've got a lot of kissing oh just a second uh, and then i lean in and i just try to kiss alan we don't we don't have to we're not greeting like it's usually when you haven't seen someone for a long time and you're greeting them again oh okay. and there's a lot of like tongue action on teeth 
Like you basically have to count their teeth with your tongue. Um, oh my God. Why did you people hang out with this guy? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. But you, you notice uh, the, the timeline for this conversation is kind of over the course of the evening. Uh, you notice um, uh, a butthole kind of go in for the kiss with Alan. Uh, and you just file that away. It's like, a, oh, maybe maybe he's courting your daughter uh, piece. So just something to to keep in mind. You're, you're not entirely sure, but uh, it, it's worth noting, uh, particularly given the wild hijinks you have planned for your bachelor party. Uh, you're just going to have to keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah. I'm it's full a, protective father, like right now. I, I'm just like, just, nobody smooches my daughter. <laughs> she wasn't my daughter a year ago, but damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have I have all these memories that I'm kind of just forcing upon myself of like. <laughs> helping the Ray. only penis she'll ever see is mine. <laughs> In a healthy oh, familiar man, I hate this. <laughs> all right. Oh. And then apparently. This is just full on yeah, American I, I gothic. Like, mm, like I'm, keeping, yeah. I'm keeping an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'm also pro-union, but you got two more yep. things. Like, I want to round out who this guy is. Um, really, any magic you do uh, is fart-based. Oh my god! So it's like <laughs> fart, fart, and poop. Ba- like, there's a there's a lot of uh, poop of flatulence. This is disgusting. Um, For fart <laughs> and poop. Magic. But it's not done in a malicious way. Like, I gotta to be just clear, take a second here. For those of you only listening, you've got to watch the video to see Ryan Ugh. kind of confront the ridiculousness of his own character. <laughs> it's fantastic. I don't. I, this is disgusting. Again, why would you hang out with this guy? This guy sounds awful. I would send him on a patrol where I hoped he didn't come back. It'd be it was a lot less very, it was farty very and unionized. He has saved our lives multiple times by literally farting into our faces. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be bad if I have to do it. You realize my magic is blood-based, right? So I have to fart blood. <laughs> uh, nope, we're living with it. This is the world I've been given. Oh no. What's the fifth thing? Um, I, You've... You've got some real parental issues. So that but you don't want to talk about them. Uh actually just family issues in general. Uh so avoid talking whole family's kind of about daddy. Like evil and has like hurt the people you love, but you also think your mom's okay, even though she's probably really evil. Uh, oh, I mean, that's the same as my regular life. So that's fine. I don't know my mom. I assume she's great. My dad's a, a giant penis. But I mean, he's also the only reason I'm not dead. So don't talk about him unless you have to call in a yeah, favor. Yeah, because your dad's your dad's dead. So. Oh. OK. How'd he die? I didn't think anything could kill daddy. You just you don't <laughs> want to you don't want to talk about it. No, but I want to talk it's about it. It's Reginald. <laughs> what killed daddy? He told me nothing could kill him. Uh, I think from, from what I've told, it was you. Is that, is that what happened, Quinny? I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so Quinny's here. And he'll yeah, say, I'm like, uh, I don't know exactly Quinny. how, I don't know, I don't know, know exactly how it happened. Yeah, this, uh, this world's Archibald Tingler is dead. And I know it's kind of starting to sound like the same story, but, uh, over and over again, but we, we, we killed him. 
But like, h- how did you kill him? Because back in my world, whoo, that guy's doing great. I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. I mean, we all almost died. We basically hacked away at his typical human mortal form, and then he turned into some kind of giant demon. That was horrifying. Um, and we just wailed on him until, I don't know, I was kind of magically uh, terrified for a minute there um, and also had to break a spell on one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, it's a whole deal. But enough magical brute force uh, seemed to eventually do the trick. I right. lost my hand. Yeah, Alan lost her hand. It sounds like your lives are both disgusting and incredibly dangerous. Why don't you just hide? <laughs> There's no war here. You don't have to be in a war. You can just stay home. Did you have a home, either of you? Did you come from a place? I mean, I heard you yelling about a temple and then sort of picking a fight with your mom. What about you, Quinny? You, when did you decide I need to fight everything ever? Yeah, I haven't really... Uh reflected on it much but i actually ran away from home because it was boring and this was the life of adventure i desired <laughs> i like gesture to my vacant eye socket <laughs> what are you talking so your pa- i assumed everyone here's parents were like weird murderers for the god of war that's the only reason you go out and choose this life yeah i was just kind of sheltered and wanted to see the world my parents grow pumpkins <laughs> Got a pumpkin patch. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys both right now. I may have to be the butthole for the next couple of days, but I'll tell you, you're both the real buttholes. Uh, and then he'll just order like five beers for each hand. Like Reginald's getting wasted now. He didn't realize he was with crazy people. Um, my butt, can you please roll me a perception check? Uh, with a yeah, d20? Yeah. Yep. All right. I got 11. And my perception. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. The uh, the sheet's a little bit differently arranged than a normal D&D sheet. <laughs> right. I apologize. Uh, one. So I guess 12 perception. Um, <clears throat> okay. So the way we're going to kind of play these checks is um, to determine how much or how little of uh, Reginald not being butthole you catch in any given situation. Um with the 12, I'll say uh, you notice that um, Reginald storms up to the bar and orders five beers with each hand. Uh, and um, that strikes you as odd because, like, he knows the Southern Dwarven term. Uh, and it's it's just odd that he wouldn't use it. So that's just a – we're going to call these hmm points. So add one hmm, hmm point to uh, to your sheet there. Um, All right, I'll make a note. <laughs> hmm. Yep. <laughs> also, where's my wife? <clears throat> <laughs> um, she, uh, she went back to the, uh, the temple of Ogma. Um, you, uh, you've, you've had conversations over, over some time about, um, her kind of anxiety about, uh, what, what Alan's up to and, and her hopes that she's okay. And, um, she's kind of reflected on, on how, um, overly strict she was, uh, back when, when they lived together. So I think after, uh, after the bar, you, uh, you go to the temple, uh, to find her and, um, you uh, you find her in um, there's sort of a space at the back um, where there's uh, like a, a, a studio set up and mm-hmm. um, she is um, sort of basically like throwing paint essentially at a canvas uh, using mage hand. Um, oh. So um, she's uh, she's clearly kind of like trying to work out work out some shit um, on on canvas. 
Um, but you know, this is kind of where she she comes to to reflect. Um, so you you kind of walk in, and and that's what uh, that's what she's doing. You can tell she's she's pretty upset. Hey, babe. <laughs> oh, how's it going? Hey, sweetiekins. Um, it's uh, it's tough. I I kind of hoped for a, a nicer reunion um, than that, Whoa. but she's really mad and. Um, I made a lot of mistakes, and uh, I guess she's just not not interested in forgiving me for them. So, paint, hey. and then she just like throws a fistful of paint at the wall. The only mistake you made was being human, all right. And I and I kind of started like giving her like a little back massage, just kind of calm her down a little bit. And uh, I'm just like, what, what a thing to say to an elf. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> no, I'm it's being human. And- <laughs> You know what I mean. You know I, what I, I do. Mean. I, I know. I know. Yeah. Look, I've, I've I've just been drinking a lot, so for me to be standing here doing this is an accomplishment in itself. But look, <laughs> look, as her dad, I, I why don't you let me talk to her? I, I, I think I can kind of get her on, uh, you know, team us, if you know what I mean. Oh, thanks, Mud. But I I never thought that I, I would have a partner who who could step in and do the emotional lifting of of mending a relationship, uh, but. Uh, I'm glad to to have found you, and of course you, little Richard. Um, and she pokes your beard. And uh, <laughs> ah. um, Adam, what's a what is the uh, sickeningly sweet pet name uh, you have for uh, Tiana? Um, well, she's an elf, right? So, uh, um, yeah. Uh, t- her name. What's her full name? Like Tiana. Uh, Tiana Liondell, or Liondell. Oh, I call her my lioness. <laughs> okay, so she's like, Rawr. and then as she does so, the uh, the the mage hand throws paint on the ground. She's like, oh shit! Oh, okay. Um, I'll use a different mage hand to clean that up. Um, and uh, she'll call you um, uh, her muddy buddy. She's like, <laughs> she's like, okay, muddy buddy. Well, well, thank you. That's uh, I, I really appreciate that. No, no, you you guys have fun. Um, remember, uh, you know, uh, full, full hall passes in effect, whatever you, you want to do. Okay. By me, we're both enlightened people. Um, so you go nuts. I, I, I always felt badly that you didn't get a proper, uh, proper rager before our wedding. Uh, I know how much you love to rage. So, oh, you know me so well. Um, so I'll go, I'll go get the t-shirts, uh, from storage oh, and, sweet. um, oh, we'll get you all set up. All right, um, I'm going to go pass out, and uh, I'll wake up in the morning. Sounds good. I'll get water ready. <laughs> um, Thank you, So, uh, Yeah, so with that, you, you go and pass out, um, and uh, the rest of you kind of um, settle back into your, your places for the night. Uh, Reginald, is there anything else you wanted to do uh, now that you've kind of got some, some basic info? I feel like he'll run over the basics for himself. He's just going to make sure that he's like got notes. He'll do the classic, like you write notes on your arm in ink, just so he's got his like five major points ready to go. Uh, And then he's got to like prep his, his gem powers for the next day. For those of you playing at home, I'm just using mutagen craft and deciding that instead of it being like some sort of vial, it's a gem that he snorts out of. As we have Um, established Reginald is like to do. Yes, exactly. Loves snorting all things. Uh, and I think he's just going to like nervously try to sleep, but not like he's very scared and he plays blowhard, but he is not a blowhard in the sense of like, he's like if Zap Brannigan had Kiff's personality underneath, but everyone <laughs> thought he was Zap Brannigan. Yeah. 
So he's kind of <laughs> quaking in his armor. And he's he's zapping like again it. when he realizes that uh, champagne is not pronounced champagne. <laughs> yes. like, oh, God. Oh, God. Um, great. Okay. Um, great. Uh, Quinny, um, you retire to your, your little cabin. Um, this has been a big day for you uh, as well. Um, yeah. And uh, also, you, you're, you're still pretty fucked up. Um, so this is the first time you actually get to recover. What's, uh, what's going through Quinny's mind right now, do you think? Just... It's like, okay, keep it together, keep it together. It's just a bachelor party. It's just, it's a fun party. It's a fun time. A little R&R won't hurt the group. Uh, Take a little break from being the worst fucking king ever (laughs) to, uh, and and all we have to do is, you know, we came to this town to rest up and stuff like that. We also need to lay low. Um, We need to come up with a plan to figure out what's going on with Butthole, what's going on with Moonhammer. Um, and that's going to take time. So in the meantime, it's good for the group to relax. Um, and it's good to, to know that Mudbutt is safe and, and alive and, and kind of flourishing in his new kingdom. So it's just kind of like, I think he's probably saying these things like out loud to himself, like in a mirror <laughs> as I think he's practicing like a few like dance yeah, steps. I was gonna say, yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, great. just dancing it out a little, uh, and, and, um, and uh, trying to just get to a place where he can sleep, just kind of addressing all of the little fires in his brain and trying to put them out um, and being like, this is okay. This is under control. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> um, Alan, uh, what do you do before you go to bed? Um, I'm honestly like, I'm pretty calm now. I have like... I'm like free of the guilt of like thinking that I tried to like kill my mother and had this like huge confrontation with her. Um, And it's just like, I'm still kind of as pissed at my mom as I was when I left, maybe even more so. So it's just like, yeah, not looking to repair that relationship anytime soon. So I'm just going to prepare some spells. Cool. And sleep like a fucking baby. <laughs> uh, so with that, all of you kind of uh, tuck in for the evening and and get some rest. Um, <clears throat> the morning comes and uh, you all assemble um, in various states of, of uh, hungover or anxiety or in some cases like restful states. Um, as uh, as Mudbutt um, uh, gives you the rough itinerary of, of what you're going to get up to. Um, he has planned a full weekend and, uh, we'll get into the absolute, like the actual hard details of that, uh, next episode. But, um, you know, it sounds like, uh, a, a, a fun, somewhat relaxing weekend and Quinny slowly, like your shoulders start to relax. He's talking about brunch. He's talking about, you know, traveling around in a nice vehicle. And he's talking, he's talking about renting and like, he's got nice accommodations planned, um, you know, there's a, you know, there's going to be some gambling involved. Like everything seems great. And perfect for just a hot second, it seems fine. Um, but then he explains what his, uh, wedding gift from all of you is going to be and the, what the ultimate culmination of, uh, the bachelor party is. Uh, and he pulls out a picture of, uh, igneous, pla- uh, plantier. And with a smile on his face, he says, 
we're finally going to kill that wizard who burned down my town. Ooh. <sighs> uh, it was a nice feeling while it lasted. As long as it. we do it with friends. Uh, and then I kiss my butt. <laughs> This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, it's, they're always ready. Now I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? <laughs> I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. I, okay, okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser and yes. then what? And then if I tell you to, yep. we're going to punch it. The dresser? <laughs> <laughs> you said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. So, like a party? <laughs> like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the yes. ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is back upright. All the drawers are back inside. But now it is next to the window and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now.